Hello, this is R.J. Deacon, reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in United States v. Washington, certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, argued April 18th, 2022, decided June 21st, 2022. And this case covers the uh, Hanford nuclear site in Washington, and that's somewhere where I used to bring the uh, big pieces of heavy equipment. Uh, I used to drive the oversized trucks out there, uh, I think up to 11 axles. So if you'd like to support me, um, find the PayPal link in the show notes or contact me at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. Uh, in 2018, Washington enacted a workers' compensation law that applied only to certain workers at a federal facility in the state who were engaged in the performance of work either directly or indirectly for the United States. It's Washington Revised Code Section 51.32.187.1b. The facility known as the Hanford Site was once used by the federal government to develop and produce nuclear weapons and is now undergoing a complex decontamination process. Most workers involved in this cleanup process are federal contract workers, people employed by private companies under contract with the federal government. A smaller number of workers involved in the cleanup include state employees, private employees, and federal employees who work directly for the federal government. As compared to Washington's general workers' compensation scheme, the law makes it easier for federal contract workers at Hanford to establish their entitlement to workers' compensation thus increasing workers' compensation costs for the federal government. The United States brought suit against Washington, arguing that Washington's law violates the Supremacy Clause by discriminating against the federal government. The district court concluded that the law was constitutional because it fell within the scope of a federal waiver of immunity contained in 40 U.S.C. Section 3172. The Ninth Circuit affirmed. The uh, Supreme Court uh, reversed the decision, I believe. Let's see. Reversed and remanded, and Justice Breyer delivered the opinion. Washington's law facially discriminates against the federal government and its contractors. Because Section 3172 does not clearly and unambiguously waive the federal government's immunity from discriminatory state laws, Washington's law is unconstitutional under the Supremacy Clause. The case is not moot. After the court granted certiorari, Washington enacted a new statute which changed the scope of the original law such that the workers' compensation scheme no longer applied exclusively to Hanford site workers who work for the United States. But a case is not moot unless it is impossible for the court to grant any effectual relief. See Mission Products Holdings versus Timpanology. The United States asserts that a ruling in its favor will allow it to recoup or avoid paying millions of dollars in workers' compensation claims. Washington disagrees, arguing that the new statute applies retroactively and is broad enough to encompass any claim filed under the earlier law. But it is not the court's practice to interpret statutes in the first instance. See uh, Zivostovsky versus Clinton. Nor does the court know how Washington state courts will interpret the new law. It is thus not impossible for the United States to recover money if the court rules in its favor, and the case is not moot. Since McCullough v. Maryland, 
this court has interpreted the supremacy clause as prohibiting states from interfering with or controlling the operations of the federal government. This constitutional doctrine, often called the intergovernmental immunity doctrine, has evolved to bar state laws that either regulate the United States directly or discriminate against the federal government or its contractors. A state law discriminates against the federal government or its contractors if it singles them out for less favorable treatment. Um, see Washington versus United States. Or if it regulates them unfavorably on some basis related to their governmental status. See North Dakota versus United States plurality opinion. Washington's law violates these principles by singling out the federal government for unfavorable treatment. The law explicitly treats federal workers differently than state or private workers and imposes costs upon the federal government that state and private entities do not bear. The law thus violates the Supremacy Clause unless Congress has consented to such regulation through waiver. Congress waives the federal government immunity only when and to the extent there is a clear congressional man mandate. See Hancock versus Train. Washington argues that Congress has waived federal immunity from state workers' compensation laws on federal lands and projects through Section 3172A. Section 3172A says that the state authority charged with enforcing and requiring compliance with the state workers' compensation laws may apply those laws to all land and premises in the state which the federal government owns, as well as to all projects, buildings, constructions, improvements, and property in the state and belonging to the government, in the same way and to the same extent as if the premises were under the exclusive jurisdiction of the state. Washington reads the statute's language broadly to effectuate a complete waiver of intergovernmental immunity as to all workers' compensation laws on federal lands and projects, including workers' compensation laws that discriminate against the federal government. But one can reasonably read the statute as containing a narrower waiver of immunity, namely as only authorizing a state to extend its generally applicable state workers' compensation laws to federal lands and projects within the state. Section 3172's waiver thus does not clearly and unambiguously authorize a state to enact a discriminatory law that facially singles out the federal government for unfavorable treatment. It's a Goodyear Atomic versus Miller. Washington's arguments to the contrary are unconvincing. Washington emphasizes that the waiver statute allows a state to apply its workers' compensation laws to federal premises as if the premises were under the exclusive jurisdiction of the state. Section 3172A. But those words follow the phrase in the same way and to the same extent. And read together, the language could plausibly be interpreted to only allow the extension of generally applicable workers' compensation laws to federal premises. The statute, thus, does not clearly and unambiguously permit the discrimination contained in Washington's federal workers-only law. Washington next points to other congressional waivers of intergovernmental immunity that explicitly maintain the constitutional prohibition on discriminatory state laws. But the fact that Congress more explicitly preserved the immunity in other contexts 
does not mean that Congress clearly waived it in Section 3172A. Finally, Washington relies on Goodyear Atomic, but that decision said nothing about laws, such as the one here, that explicitly discriminate against the federal government. If anything, statements from Goodyear Atomic tend to support, not undermine, the court's decision today. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Justice Breyer delivered the opinion for a unanimous court. If you'd like to support me, you can find me at roadscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S, like the truck driving roads, the number 80. Or you can find the PayPal link in the show notes.